Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. Suppose you thought the broad stock market would go up in value, as it has this year and for many recent years. Also suppose you were interested in investing in not one or a few companies, but many companies in order to diversify and reduce your risks. And let's suppose you don't have the time to do the research that would be required to make informed investing decisions about many companies. What could you do? You could make one investment that gives you an interest in 500 large, profitable, and successful companies. You could invest in an index fund that owns stock in the Standard & Poor's 500. First, let's provide some background for the economy and the current stock market. This background can provide a reason to invest in index funds. Despite the economic impact of the pandemic, the economy is poised to take off. There is pent-up demand for goods and services. Many people want to go out to shows and sporting events, and many want to go on vacation. Some people are renovating homes, and others are buying new ones. Many people actually saved money during the pandemic, and they would like to enjoy it. A great deal of money has been added into the economy by the Federal Reserve and the federal government. When all of these factors are combined, and you could probably throw in a few more, a good argument can be made that the economy will grow and the stock market will grow along with it. That is the positive side of the economy. Now, for the negative. Gasoline prices have been rising for quite a while to levels not seen in many years. We are facing severe supply chain disruptions, as evidenced by the growing number of cargo ships waiting off the coastline to be unloaded. And in many stores, there are empty shelves. We have truck driver shortages and, in short, numerous unfilled jobs. We experienced inflation before the supply chain issues worsened, and many economists expect inflation to persist well into next year. And then there is China. It is dealing with its own internal financial issues and seems to be focused on Taiwan in a way that troubles many military and geopolitical analysts. China is interconnected with our economy in a big way and its actions could impact the United States. In short, there's ample reason to be cautious. It is interesting to note that the stock market, as measured by the Standard & Poor's 500, has been rising significantly. Reports of companies increasing their earnings more than expected have propelled the market higher, as it seems to be looking ahead past the current economic concerns. Next, let's define the Standard & Poor's 500, also called the S&P 500. 
It is a measure of 500 leading publicly traded companies in the United States. It is considered to be a gauge or a benchmark, something that is used to measure the stock performance of large companies. It emphasizes the size of companies based on total market value. When we say the market was up or down on a given day, the statement can be made based on the S&P 500 index. By the way, there are other indexes, including the Dow Jones Industrial Average, and that one is based on the stock prices of only 30 companies. So this leads to a question. How should we invest when the market has the potential to skyrocket while impediments exist that could make it fall? One answer is to diversify or invest in many companies. And this takes us to the index fund. An index fund provides an investor the opportunity to buy a single investment that tracks the performance of a stock index. An S&P 500 index fund invests in each company contained in the S&P 500 index. So we are clear. The index is a measure of the stock prices of 500 companies. The index is a number, and the S&P index currently stands at around 4,500. And by the way, that index, 57 new record highs this year alone. The S&P index fund is an investment that invests in, as we said, each of the 500 companies tracked by the index. So an index fund is a very popular investment. It offers diversification, and diversification lowers risk while providing the investor the ability to effectively own many companies. Any fund charges fees. Index funds charge lower fees since they are not actively managed, and that is a plus. Some additional important points about the S&P 500 index. To be included, a company must have a $9.8 billion market capitalization. The stock price per share multiplied by the number of shares outstanding must equal $9.8 billion. In other words, these must be large companies. And the total of its past four quarters earnings must be positive. In other words, they must be profitable. Each company must also get approval from an index committee. Some of the S&P 500's largest holdings include Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Johnson & Johnson, to name a few. So if you invest in an S&P 500 index fund, you are effectively investing in those companies and many more. So as you can see, the S&P 500 companies are large, profitable, and notable. Once the investor decides to buy the index fund, there are no additional decisions to make. There is no need to follow the stock prices of 500 companies. You just follow the index, one number, to know how the investment is performing. So if you believe the economy will grow, as many economists do, you can buy an S&P index fund. There are a number of them. And as we said, you don't have to choose individual stocks. The renowned investor and billionaire, 
Warren Buffett has advised on many occasions that investors buy an interest in a low-cost S&P index fund. He says it provides an interest in American economic growth, and it is the best way for many people to build wealth. There are a number of different S&P index funds. The most affordable in terms of low minimum investment is the Schwab S&P 500 index fund. The symbol is SWPPX. Its minimum initial investment is just $1. So you can begin with a $1 investment and any subsequent minimum investments are also just $1. You can invest much more than that, but you only need $1 to make your investment. To get started, effectively, you buy a slice of this fund. Like other S&P funds, this one tracks or invests in companies that are part of the S&P 500. Its return or appreciation for the past year is 29.68%, while its three-year average return is 15.97%. These are impressive returns. Its historic return is rated as above average, while its historic risk is rated as average. Very good sign. This fund is well-suited for the equity investor, those who want to invest in stock, who have limited time for research and would like to begin with small investments while investing in a broad market. It also allows you to reinvest dividends, and that is another attractive feature. Another S&P 500 index fund worthy of consideration is the Fidelity 500 index fund. The symbol is FXAIX. This is managed by Fidelity and has a minimum initial investment of $2,500. And subsequent investments can be made for as little as $1. Its share price is currently $158 per share. By the way, the Schwab current investment price is about $72 per share. Fidelity has a distribution yield of 1.3%. Its return or appreciation for the past 12 months is 29.99%, also an impressive return. Its three-year average return is 15.98%. Vanguard, the highly regarded fund manager, operates the Vanguard 500 Index Fund. The symbol is VF. IAX. This fund sells for $422 per share, and its minimum initial investment is $3,000. Subsequent investments have a minimum of $1. Its return for the past 12 months is 29.98%, and for the past three years, it's 15.96%. The historic return is rated as above average, and it's Historic risk is rated as average. Each of these funds has indicated that its strategy is to track the return of the S&P 500 companies. And each invests at least 80% of its net assets in these stocks. The 12-month returns and the three-year returns of these funds differ by mere fractions of a percent. This indicates that each is following its stated strategy 
and a similar strategy. Both the Schwab Fund and the Vanguard Funds are rated by Morningstar as four out of five stars, while Fidelity was rated as five out of five stars. Each fund is managed by a quality company. The main differences are the share prices and the minimum initial investments. None of these funds are leveraged, meaning they don't buy stock with borrowed funds. Each are worthy of consideration and provide a way to diversify a portfolio while being poised to take advantage of a growing economy and a rising stock market. There are a number of other S&P 500 index funds available, including exchange-traded funds. If you consider other funds, remember that leveraged funds tend to be more volatile due to the additional risk posed by borrowing to buy stock. Be careful to check if they are leveraged. Also, the yearly average returns should be scrutinized, especially if they differ significantly from the three quality funds we discussed today. It's interesting to note how similar these three funds are in terms of their return. They are following their stated strategy and they are doing it well. Certainly, they are all worthy of consideration. This concludes our session for today. Until the next time, stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.